broadcasting live from WorkbenchCon 2022 in Atlanta, it's time for Organization Conversation, brought to you by Wall Control Storage Systems. Wall Control gives you the storage and organization you crave. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Organization Conversation, and this is a super exciting one. Um, we've got Tamara from, uh, you might have heard her name from Mythbusters, as well as Nick from Midnight Science Club. Thanks for being on, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of us. course, happy to be yeah. here. Um, so rather than me try to explain you as best as I can, how about you tell our audience a little bit about you? So we'll start with you, Tamara. Yeah, so I'm Tamara Robertson. Most people have been introduced to me in their living rooms through Mythbusters, Mythbusters Jr., as well as a science prank show called Side Jinx. Uh, but I also am hosting a show called Maker Science with Midnight Science Club. I co-produce a STEM outreach comic called Secrets of Science, and I host a podcast called Tinkering Bells. It's all female makers, and it's pretty bam you can't come on but you can listen to it. okay i'd love to and she never sleeps apparently because that no. is yeah, yeah that is a, a laundry it's a long list, list i know things. that's insane so yeah and what about you nick uh, a little bit about you uh i'm nick householder uh i'm an aerospace engineer by education uh i stumbled my way into television as well for a little while i used to co-host a tv show on the science channel called street science where we do like large-scale crazy science demos out on the street for people. Um, from that, I ended up designing and building all of the science demos for The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. So, like, my big thing is I make big, fun, explodey things for science. Um, Which is why we're friends. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, Tamara and I were on TV around the same time, and that's how we first kind of started to get to know each other. It was actually the explosions that brought us together, not the TV, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're both no longer doing that, so... Yeah. But uh, we are on watch lists. Yeah, exactly. That, exactly. We've amazing. ordered a lot of things. Yeah, I don't think you could do that for too long and not be. So, exactly. Yeah. The things exactly. I have to Google and research make me automatically on that list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you're looking at blast radiuses, they start I to know. I get nervous if I have to look anything up in that in that category, so I'll just think of you and it'll give me confidence. Yeah, like, someone's call doing us, worse than I am. And we probably yeah, just, know. That's, that's call exactly us, we'll do. Google it, and just stay on the list Ex- rather yeah, than you get yeah, on why exactly. be adding? Yeah, why be adding more people to it? We can just use you guys. So, yeah. Exactly. So, well, so nowadays, uh, after doing all the TV stuff, uh, I got involved with an organization called Midnight Science Club, uh, and we make educational science content, uh, tabletop science demonstrations, as well as we kind of call them shows, where we do a deep dive on a specific subject and explain the science behind it. Uh, the first one we ever did was called Sneaker Science. We partnered with a uh, footwear designer, and we did a bunch of demonstrations about like how to make nylon and where does rubber come from and that sort of thing. Um, but the one that we're doing now with Tamara is called Maker Science. And the idea is... Yeah, so Maker Science for me was the ability to finally bring your head and your hands back together. So as a chemical and biomolecular engineer in the face of Society of Women Engineers, kids program, it's one of those things I have so many parents that would come up to me and be like, I can't get my kid to pay attention in the classroom. They just want to be in the shop. And I look at them and go, you're not going to want to hear this, but SpaceX needs welders more than they need engineers, and they pay them 10x. Like, had I known about the ability to apprentice and learn an artisanal craft, I would have done that instead of being bored in a classroom for college. Um, And so being a part of this maker community for so long and getting to know and love every single person that's in here and realize that, you know, if you want to talk about metallurgy, head to a shipyard because those welders have their, their welds 
x-rayed at any point and have to know more about material science than I learned Absolutely. in five years of college. Yep. Um, it's one of those things that, you know, meeting Midnight Science Club, having known Nick for years, they were like, is there something you want to make? And I'm like, I've been wanting to make maker science forever. And I have this entire community that has told me that if I can make it, they will come and we will just inspire the next generation. And so what we do is I go in and I meet with people like Jimmy DeResta. They teach me an artisanal skill. And then I go and I teach the steam components behind it. And so, you know, we've done everything from resin 3D printing to looking at material science and pop culture grappling hooks. It turns out that an umbrella does not work if you want to climb a building. Um, <laughs> and then most recently, we got to work with um, Frank Abelito, who's out of Burbank and does all the SFX for like Mandalorian and all of that and make replicas of Jimmy's hand. Of course, he, he picked the one that has the special finger for us, so it was a lot of fun. <laughs> of course. A lot of fun, the terrifying so. shrimp finger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's so awesome, and we're, I mean, our background, you guys know, we were talking before we came on, and you know before, uh, we're, we're a family business. Tool and Die Shop is where we were born, and we're seeing, it's such a challenge to find those skill positions. Um, mm -hmm. And, and uh, a lot of kids don't realize to go in that direction is a lucrative career. Yes. And, and just basically job security guaranteed mm -hmm. for your hour as long as you want to work. Yeah. Um, and what I really love about what you guys are doing and this community at large is you inspire that next generation of that. Mm -hmm. you, you, you don't have to, we were, we actually had a, a kickoff episode. It was with my grand or my grandfather who I'm fortunate still around. He's 84 works four days a week. Just, wow. yeah, he just loves it. Tool and die maker, um, you know, grew up, you know, just working hard with his hands. And the first thing he said, he was like, you know, college wasn't an option for me. It wasn't anything I even wanted to do. And he was like, I took an apprenticeship and that led to the next thing. And it's like, I feel like a lot of, a lot of you think that if they don't go to college, it, that, that they can't take these powerful next steps and you guys are showing them. Yes, you can. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. Um, I grew up in a no stoplight town. I've been tinkering with my dad since I was knee high to a duck, rebuilding engines and homes. And I had never been exposed to an engineer at all. Like, so when I got to school um, and I left, I got really lost on the way to graduation. I was actually a history major because I was going to go military like my family had, but I had my um, Air Force appointment rescinded because of my childhood asthma. So I had to kind of kill some time before I could go back into the uh, officership program with them. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go and do this. And by the end of my sophomore year, I had a, my calculus teacher sit me down and she's like, you know, your math and science scores are through the roof. Why, why aren't you doing engineering? And I actually laughed at her and I said, girls aren't allowed to do that. Turns out she was an engineer, so she did not take that. Yeah, no, uh -uh. But the only engineer I had ever seen was Scotty on Star Trek. So I had no idea. Um, and you know, and I went in and I did the engineering course, but as I progressed through my engineering career, I was falling further and further away from the shop floor. Like I started out as a facilities design engineer in the vaccines field. Like I got to be hands-on every day. I was there putting up walls. I was there testing everything out. And then it was like when I hit that point reporting into the CEO as an executive, everyone's like, oh, you've made it. And I'm like, I'm so miserable. I don't touch a tool at all. Yeah. And so like I tell people all the time, like had I known about apprenticeship, I would have stayed on the path that I was on all the way through. Like mm -hmm. I would still be doing what I went to school for if that had been it versus going into a classroom and being forced into this route where you end up flying a desk the whole time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I, I have a similar story sort of from my background because growing up, you know, I would watch television and, and movies and that sort of stuff. And I loved special effects. And uh, the first thing I would do anytime I saw a movie I loved would be like watch the special features and see how they made the movie. And I remember I, I wanted to do that. 
And uh, for me, looking at it, I said, that's probably not a job I can do because I don't know anybody who does that job. I, I live in the middle of nowhere. Uh, how, do, how do I do that? Um, and thankfully, I, you know, I could kind of handle the math. And I was like, well, I like airplanes, so I'm going to go do airplane stuff. And where I really, really fell in love with making things to the detriment of my education was we had a program called Design Build Fly where we could build remote control airplanes as part of the aero program. And I would like not sleep and instead be in the, the lab building planes. And uh, I, I was like, I wish I could just do this. I wish I could just work in a shop and make cool things but it wasn't an option, and I ended up with a, an engineering desk job that was, uh, um, we called it glorified party planning. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and um, in a lot of ways, these the engineering fields, like you get to do maybe hard hands-on engineering for a little bit at the beginning mm-hmm. of your degree. And then it becomes you're a, a, a manager of people, typically. Exactly. Or projects, right? Yeah, it's like exactly. project management, project management. management funding mm-hmm. management. Yeah. Exactly. My background is mechanical engineering, mm-hmm. and it's the same kind of thing. Yeah, you find yourself doing very little of that and a lot more, yeah, just people management. It's, exactly. It's, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, couldn't agree more. So, I guess, what would you say to you know young folks that are out there that want to follow in your shoes? What, what steps should they take? What opportunities should they be on the lookout for? Things that kind of help get you guys to where you are today? Yeah, so I would say just keep trying anything and everything. So, like, be a perpetual learner and learn to accept failure. Um, I I tell kids all the time that if we don't let go of this fear of failure, robots are going to take over the earth because my my Siri and my Alexa are so happy to fail and iterate and fail and iterate. Yeah, that's, and exactly, so that's so true. It's, it's one of those things that like in science and making and anything that you do, you know, we all crawl before we run, like you have to fail and you're going to learn so much more. So become efficient at failing because mm-hmm. if you're not failing, I can tell you right now that you're probably living under the bar you should be setting for yourself. Absolutely. Um, you're not so, pushing that envelope and yeah. seeing what your potential is. So, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So like, don't be afraid to fail. Get messy. You know, Miss, Miss Frizzle used to say, get messy, be curious, go out there and take on the world. Um, cause I just think that that's, that's where the, all the learnings are is in the failure. hundred percent. And I mean, uh, you know, we're a science organization and we try to sort of find a way to slip the science ideas in, in between all this stuff. And, uh, failure is a central part of learning and discovering things in science. Yeah. Fel- failure is just a lesson. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the failure part I think is, uh, it hurts the ego a little bit, but exactly. it's just a lesson learned. Yeah. All it no, is. So, yeah. The, if you are, if you are a good scientist, it is not a matter of whether or not you succeed or fail when you do an experiment. It is designing a good experiment so that you learn something from the end result. Absolutely. So it's, it's, you know, come up with an idea, try it. And if it doesn't work, you learn something from it. The The end result isn't the value that you gained out of doing an experiment. It's what you learned doing it. And I think that's true in making. I think that's true in life. I think it's true in science. And uh, I think that's a big, you know, the philosophy of, of science is very much a be curious, explore, understand failure, and learn from it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so just shamelessly asking you guys your input and we you know we're here for feedback from a community that's done amazing things uh we were kind of talking a little bit before we came on but given our background our um you know machine shop and manufacturing and real hands-on you know makers of sorts ourselves and our you know product line wall control how can we uh be better in the community kind of helping to showcase that that piece of it 
It's funny. I don't think I've seen a single shop on Instagram lately that doesn't have wall control in it. So I think you guys are doing a a pretty good job. Um, But, you know, like we were talking about right before, like I would love to come in and show your facility process on maker science because I feel like that opens up for inspiring that next generation that's going to see like making isn't just what you do in a garage or what you see done on TV. Like making is also what's done in facilities all over the world. And I tell people all the time that are like, Oh, I, you know, I'm really tired of waiting tables. I'm like, have you ever thought about doing an actual like facilities manufacturing associate job? And m- there's so many people that have never heard of that as even an, a route Absolutely. option. So getting to show facilities like yours and seeing the kind of process behind it, opens their eyes to more more job possibilities exactly so, we, and we would love that that would be i mean our again going back to the podcast i had with my my dad and granddad their biggest concern my dad's particular is just workforce and it not being there because mm-hmm. steel's out of control but that, that that's always going to ebb and flow supply chain all that but it's how to motivate and, and how to i guess how to communicate that that's what we don't know how to do you know we we know how to make and we know how to yeah. do, but you guys see that other side of it. So it's like bringing the, those two bits of it together to really cross it over the finish line. Uh, you know, for me, I think what would be really cool is if, let's say you're designing a new product for your line, mm-hmm. right? Document it from start to finish. I think there are a lot of brands that are would be afraid to sort of show what that process is like um, and probably would be afraid to show it in real time. But even if you didn't show it in real time, Telling people the story of how you made the thing that they can buy now, yeah, I think is a really big way to inspire people to to understand what manufacturing is like, and you know, from an engineer's perspective, like that's so cool to me, like product design, right? Yeah. But um, a lot of people think that you go and you do product design and you're doing that job to design the next iPhone, but like sometimes it's a bracket and. But like yeah, exactly. yeah. use case of the bracket and like brainstorming meetings and the 10 ideas we didn't use, that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, there's a company called uh, Wormwood who's out there who makes uh, gaming tables. Gotcha. And they have effectively uh, like a vlog channel where mm-hmm. it's just the process of their company, like them designing new products and when they're launching new things and you see business development meetings and how do they manage their company. It's a peek behind the curtain of something that is typically very opaque. And I, I know I would love to see that for like any product. Um, yeah. And so, you know, no, that's, so, that's something to consider. That's awesome. We just, it's funny too. It's kind of uh, circumstantial, but we were having lunch in like our little lunch area and I was talking to my dad and we were, cause we're going to, uh, Decap Tool and Die is our parent or not, it's sister company, but it's our manufacturing facility and the website's super old and just doesn't work well. So we're going to get a new one going. He's like, I, we just need, the content needs to be different to show what we're doing. He was like, people need to see our equipment and what we're doing. And then they can, they can see, oh, we could use their services. And I was like, well, let's start an Instagram account. And so my dad, we tool die shop. It's like got five followers, but it's just where we can document these things we've never taken pictures of yeah. and shown the process. Um, and then we can, you know, add that to a gallery, like on our website. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's like, you guys are so creative and you, I mean, just the laundry list of things you guys have done. Uh, like we don't think about things like that, you know, so it's super inspiring. And, you know, these conversations really help make us better and communicate what we're doing, you know, to the community and hopefully maybe even inspire, you know, some, some kids or folks who even want to just change careers. Maybe they found themselves on that, you know, college track management and it's time to do something different. So, yeah. Yeah, I would also, the one other idea that just came to mind, though, is something that we do in science is called think tanks. Mm-hmm. And oh, so yeah. 
I do know that I've seen quite a few makers that have started 3D printing their own adaption holders oh, yeah. for different things. Mm-hmm. So like almost crowdsourcing the idea for your next product. So kind of like pigging back off of that, right? Like being like, hey, we know that you guys 3D print your own brackets. Like let's let's work this together. And then you can kind of show that process. And it's I not that. anything that someone can then steal and yeah. do for you. And, <laughs> I, I, that's fantastic. Yeah. And, and specifically, you could do something where you, you would do partnerships with people who are here in the maker community exactly. and be like, you know, bring on Tamara. And Tamara comes on and like you guys get to design a cool new part with Tamara and then that, that whole process and like this is the Tamara part or whatever. But um, I've seen it work in uh, like other industries, not just what we're doing. Uh, I play video games and something that uh, the game Overwatch has been doing is bringing prominent digital media creators who make content about their game and they're letting them design game modes for the game that last a few months or something like yes. that. But it, it, at a time where the game has been sort of fizzling out, it has reinvigorated the player base because they're getting to connect with the 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 content creators that they like and it's helping the brand and it's helping the content creators and it ends up being a really good partnership. I love that. Yeah. yeah, I think that would be cool. The mutually beneficial collaboration. Um, yep. Not, not just the one-to-one benefit of it, but like what you can like, it's like greater than the sum of its parts for mm-hmm. everybody involved. And yeah, that's yeah. Thinking in those circles is, has gotten us kind of where it has gotten us today, you know, just weird creative partnerships that even like, I'm looking at, uh, you know, the hang time custom printed uh, artist series. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's like th- these are things we would never have thought about when we first started it. But you get creative people together and they're like, hey, let's try doing this. And boom, you know, a great idea comes up. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Even like I said, crowd, like you could even just start looking at accounts because there's already people that are doing cool bracket oh, yeah, adaptations. The and yeah, then just like yeah. bring them in and then, yeah. you know, you guys put out a, a, a 3D printing file or you start making the bracket yourself and yeah, it becomes it. a collaborative thing. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, it's been, I don't want to take all your day up here at all Workbench right. Con. It's been an absolute blast having you guys on. So uh, we've, we've already touched on all of it, but please give everybody how they can get in touch with you. Um, I've been telling folks what's your, you know, ideal customer look like or who's the person you're trying to reach and how can they find you, you know, a little speak to that a little bit with all your different, uh, things you got going now. So, uh, the best way to find the content that we make is midnight science club. We're on basically every social media platform. Our long form content of course lives on YouTube, but Instagram is a place that we're really active. So if you ever wanted to reach out to us or talk to us, you could just send us a DM on Instagram and I'll get it. Um, in terms of like who we're trying to reach and, and that sort of thing in many ways, uh, we we hope to reach like teens, tweens, and people who are trying to make decisions about what they want to do in their life and inspire those people to, to pursue a career in STEAM. That being said, what we make at Midnight Science Clubs for the whole family, right? We, we teach you everything from how uh, friction works to, you know, I don't know, something more complicated like a deadly gas that'll kill you but it'll melt yeah. a penny, you know? <laughs> like, uh, so really, if you love curiosity and you love learning about the world uh you'll enjoy midnight science club awesome yeah and then for me um i think the easiest thing to do is to go to the real tamarobertson.com and the links page because everything is there um my whole thing is trying to just inspire the next generation of seam leaders through anything that they're already passionate about so I have a whole superhero science series. I do an Ask Auntie series where I talk about things like sloth poop. Uh, I have the Maker Science series that lives on Midnight Science Club. Um, And then the Seekers of Science comics are outreach comics. Uh, Each one 
We'll not only talk about a real-world problem and real-world tech to fix it, but we do have karate chopping nano parts, so we do make it a little bit more fun. Um, we do a DIY in it uh, so the kids can actually make an oil spill at home or a pandemic at home, not an actual pandemic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so anything that you guys want, you'll find it there. Uh, definitely check out you know the podcast and all of that, but it's just normalizing. Women in STEM and shop floors, one one project at a time. Awesome. And, you know, one other thing I'd, I'd mention, too, is just, like, both Tamara and I are science consultants, and we do television stuff all the time, as mm-hmm. well as digital media consulting and, you know, growing your brand and that sort of thing. That's experience that both of us have that we, uh, we frequently partner with people and work with. So, uh, yeah, if you find us, I'm sure we can help you with anything that you're working on. Awesome. Yeah, well, absolutely. thank you both for coming on so much. And thank you for the work you're doing and inspiring that next generation of makers, creators, scientists, you know, and showing everybody they can be anything they want to be, um, you know, regardless of anything. So, yeah, breaking yeah. through barriers and uh, creating the next generation of makers and leaders. So. Thanks yeah, a lot. thanks for supporting them. No, absolutely. They're loving it. Absolutely. <laughs> we're seeing you everywhere. That's great. I'm oh, loving no. it. It's, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a great community, and we're just happy to be happy to be a part of it. So thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for joining us. Organization Conversation is brought to you by Wall Control, a family-owned and operated producer of best-in-class wall-mounted organizers for your home or business made right here in the USA. To learn more, go to wallcontrol.com.